Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 105, and I'm drinking Broken Shed Vodka. With each episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. I'm featuring Broken Shed Vodka because this is the first spirit from New Zealand that I've tried, and I'm endeavoring to drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits, and so with the opportunity to try a vodka from New Zealand, I jumped at it. Plus, the distillate base for Broken Shed Vodka is a little different than your typical vodka, so more on that as we get to it. My thanks also to Mark Simmons, Master Blender for Broken Shed Vodka, for taking the time to speak with me via Zoom all the way from the future in New Zealand. New Zealand is on the other side of the international dateline from me here in Portland, Oregon, so therefore he is in the future. I got to speak with him all about Broken Shed Vodka, and I also thank the brand for getting me a bottle for the tasting. The bottle I have is a standard 750 milliliters. It is 40% alcohol by volume, making it 80 proof, and it retails for about $25 US. It is a clear glass bottle. It is a bespoke mold. In the base, there is a mountain, and it's basically where the punt would be if it was a wine bottle, but kind of indented in the clear glass base is an outline of a mountain. The rest of the bottle is rather standard cylindrical shaped with a rounded shoulder and a very nice long neck that you can easily carry it in one hand. For labeling, most of the bottle is frosted, but the frosting is actually an applied decal rather than true etching or frosting of the glass. This was done for environmental reasons as frosting bottles is typically done with a chemical process in the Decal provides the same look without the environmental impact of this chemical frosting. And I will say that this frosted effect had me fooled. I only realized it was a decal after talking with Mark. Top of the label features a small red roof shed with some snowy mountains flanking it. And the neatest feature, though, is this same size shed is printed on the back label but when you look through the glass, you get a magnifying effect, and it looks much larger than it actually is. It's an effect that is great in person, and photos don't necessarily do it justice. Below that in the frosted part is the label or the logo for Broken Shed. Above it, it says, From the finest water and distilled spirits. New Zealand vodka, distilled from whey. It's gluten-free and additive-free. There's some proof and volume information, and then it's finished off with the fact that it's bottled in New Zealand. The label wraps the entire bottle, but on the back it has a brief brand story along with some government warnings and other legal stuff. But before we get much further, let's go ahead and do a tasting. So I have opened the bottle because I tasted it while I was interviewing Mark, the master blender, but it has a nice foil wrap on the neck. I took that off and it has a cork stopper. So let's see if it'll give me a little pop. It did pop when I first opened it, but. Eh, A little bit, not the fresh seal pop that you get. In any event, I am tasting with a clean Glencairn glass. So let's go for a pour. 
in the glass it is entirely clear, crystal clear. You do see some tears or legs on the glass, just to let you know there's alcohol or ethanol in the glass. On the nose, the thing that I noticed the most about the nose on this vodka is it's not overpowering. There's no burn to it. It doesn't really smell very alcoholic, though it is 40% ABV or 80 proof. It's got a really soft nose. And because of that, it doesn't have a very pronounced aroma or flavor on the nose. You can tell that it's alcoholic. It smells of vodka, but faintly so. So now, on the palate. Overall, it's very smooth and clean. Also, with Broken Shed, it doesn't, it has appropriate heat because I'm tasting this neat. So it is warm. You definitely know you're drinking ethanol, but it lacks a burn that is typically found in a vodka. There's a softness. I would describe Broken Shed as soft. Let's go for another taste. It's got a, a mouthfeel I'd almost describe as creaminess, but it's it's not really creamy. I'll, I'll talk more about that in production because I, I think I have a, a hunch for why it tastes that way. Overall, my general impression of Broken Shed Vodka is it is very soft. Of course, as I do with every liquor or liqueur on this podcast, I was trying the Spirit Neat, which is room temperature, straight out of the bottle, non-diluted, not mixed. And I was using a clean Glencairn glass for this purpose, which is a nosing glass allows you to see the spirit, smell the spirit, and taste the spirit. Now on to the history. Broken Shed Vodka was founded in 2009, but the story starts a bit before that. It happened that two Americans who kind of knew each other, but were from the East Coast, were on sabbatical in New Zealand, the Wanaka region of the South Island to be specific. They had met up fell in love with New Zealand and went home, got some affairs and orders, and then moved back full-time to the Wanaka region. They then needed to reinvent themselves, but felt that New Zealand had a great brand, if you will, that they wanted to export back to the U.S. They looked at all sorts of different things, but as the story goes, they were sitting around drinking vodka and asked each other why they were drinking imported vodka So that's how they struck upon vodka as a product from New Zealand to produce. Mark Simons, the master blender for Broken Shed, met the expat pair. One of them had a place just up the road from Mark, and it had a shed out back. The shed was a bit of a man cave, it seems. It had a potbelly stove in it, a couple of old couches and furniture from secondhand stores, and some wooden garage doors. And that's where the product was born. And that's where the name came from. They were in an old broken shed. And so Broken Shed Vodka became the name. Mark Simons is a native New Zealander. And he'd been in the drinks business for quite some time before he met the other founders. But Simons had never done a vodka. 
His experience was wine, water, juices, ciders, that sort of things. But one of the things that sets New Zealand apart from the U.S. is it is legal to distill alcohol at home. In the U.S., you can make your own wine or homebrew beer, and these hobbies are quite common. But if you set up your own still for anything other than distilled water or ethanol for vehicle use, the ATF, or Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, Bureau will come knocking down your door as a moonshiner. So, you can't home distill in the U.S., but in New Zealand, it's entirely legal. In fact, New Zealand is a prominent source for home distillation information on the internet. Because of this, the Broken Shed founders set up stills in the shed for the purpose of trying out recipes. The shed was home to the brand for four and a half years. Unfortunately, the shed is no longer available to the brand because the founder that owned the property has since sold it and he has moved back stateside. However, Mark Simmons tells me he'd like to get a shed or the shed back at some point in the future. The original broken shed was a good creative space for the brand. Mark didn't take too much convincing to partner up with the other two founders to go on the journey of broken shed. He knew New Zealand and he knew drinks. But he had one condition upon joining, and that he'd be able to have the time to develop a premium product. He says that New Zealand is a long way from the rest of the world, therefore needs to punch above their weight to compete on the international stage. Therefore, they had to produce a premium product for an export market, and the U.S. was always the goal. Vodka is a simple spirit, but as I've noted in past episodes on vodka, the simplicity of it can belie the true effort it takes to craft a good one. And Broken Shed took longer to develop than any of the founders anticipated. It would take nearly a year of trials, tastings, and refinement to get to what's in the bottle today. Mark said that he told the other founders he could accelerate the process by using additives, which are legal and used in many commercial vodkas, but a pure spirit with no additives would likely be better and more premium. They all agreed and thus leaned into what became a rather long development process. But before they had collectively arrived at this, the original two partners had a contract distiller make them up a batch of vodka. Again, thinking this is a fairly simple spirit, how hard could it be? So one of the first things Mark did was he blended up this batch for them and arranged for a blind tasting, for all of them, Mark included. They blinded their prototype vodka against other commercially available vodkas. They tasted about 20 different samples, and it took them about four hours, pausing for an hour or so after going through about a quarter of them. After they finished, Mark picked out which of the samples he had blended, and all of the founders agreed that their product that they had tasted wasn't up to par. And thus, the sample batches and taste tests began. During this time, Mark would spend the week crafting different batches, and then Friday nights, they'd gather people to the shed. The first thing they'd have them do is sample no more than eight drinks, but they would have a piece of paper ready to answer questions that Mark had to get feedback on the options. During the week, Mark would be tasting himself, but it can be difficult to keep your palate fresh, and you also need some time in spirits tastings. So he'd use the Friday night tasting sessions, which turned into social hours after the business was done, to confirm his notes from the week. These weekly tasting sessions are what really got Broken Shed to a production-ready product. 
Mark says he tried everything for a distillate base, from molasses to sugarcane juice, grain, even grape pumice. But whey was selected simply on taste. They tried all sorts of blends and bases. The recurring theme that came through with the tastings with the whey-based distillate was the word clean. The story also fit well in that New Zealand has a lot of dairy and thus a lot of whey as a byproduct, but the choice to go with whey was made solely on taste. Branding for Broken Shed was handled by the other partners, but the choice to go with a frosted style bottle was influenced by the prominence of Grey Goose at the time, which is packaged in a frosted bottle. For the first 18 months, they hand-bottled Broken Shed and went, in a sense, door-to-door to sell the vodka to the New Zealand market. They knew they had to be established in their home country, and so they targeted nice places they'd like to serve the product in an effort to gain this establishment and this track record. They then got a distributor to handle their domestic New Zealand market for them and headed to the U.S. for what would be an on-and-off the next two years, doing much the same process in the States, starting along the eastern seaboard before jumping to the west coast in California. Currently, Broken Shed is available in 26 U.S. states. They also have small distribution in Australia as well. The goal for the brand always has been the USA, and thus, that's where the brand is continuing to focus their efforts. Annual sales have been growing rapidly. They are the fastest growing imported vodka brand in the U.S. that's over 10,000 9-liter cases. They tell me that by the end of next fiscal year, they should be over 20,000 cases. So that's the history, but let's get into how it's made, which is equally as important to the story. Broken Shed Vodka is made from just two ingredients, of which one has two versions. This is the whey as the distillate base, or starch source, for fermentation, and then New Zealand spring water. There's a specialized yeast involved in the process to convert the whey to alcohol, but yeast isn't considered an ingredient, it's part of the process. The whey is what gives Broken Shed such a clean taste. Mark gives two reasons for this. First, whey is a very clean source component. It's just milk sugar, only water and lactose, with very few other compounds in the whey when they receive it. In short, it's a refined product already. Therefore, there's very little to impart flavor to the fermentation process. And the fermentation process is the second reason Mark says that the whey imparts a cleanness to the spirit. With a very controlled fermentation due to the particular yeast used, you end up with a wash or beer that's mostly just ethanol. There's not a lot of other compounds that need to be stripped out in distillation. Really, you just need to remove the water to concentrate the alcohol. And of course, then distillation is employed just for that purpose. Next is the water. The reason for two water sources is the minerals in the water impart some flavor and body to the final product. And they were selected through the year-long tasting sessions held at the shed. Natural mineral spring water from the South Island of New Zealand is collected by Mark himself. The source is in the mountains near Lake Wanaka. This is filtered through ancient rock from a 15,000-year-old aquifer. The second New Zealand water is pure spring water that is sourced on the North Island, 
And these two waters create the perfect balance with mineral content resulting in the special flavor. I asked how they physically transport the water, and it's done in 1,000 liter IBCs, or a bag in a metal cage. IBC stands for Intermediate Bulk Container, and is a standardized way of transporting liquids. The water is filtered and processed a bit. One reason for this is that vodka needs to be stable across a wide temperature range. Some people keep their vodka in the freezer, and other times it might be sitting in a hot car on the way home from the store. Because 60% of what is in this bottle is actually the water, it being 40% alcohol, therefore 60% water, the water needs to be pure. Otherwise, you might get some cloudiness or particulates forming due to the minerals. So the water, of course, is processed. It's charcoal filtered, among other things. And the water is actually blended together before it's blended with the distillate. When doing final blending, Mark is back-tasting against prior batches of Broken Shed to ensure consistency. Distillation is done with a contract distiller under Mark's guidance. This was intentional for scalability from the beginning. The brand decided they did not want to invest in production facilities when they were available to them. Mark also says that his choice to go additive-free and really pushing for that at the beginning was driven by the feeling that creating a premium vodka without additives was more honest, and it would therefore allow them to stand up to blind tastings against other premium vodkas in a very competitive U.S. market. So that is how Broken Shed Vodka is made. And now, on to cocktails and consumption. Broken Shed really recommends that you let the flavor of the vodka shine. Mark recommends that small notes of flavor can be added to the vodka, perhaps just a citrus twist. Broken Shed also is said to work really well as a base for infusions. Of course, it's a vodka, so use it in any drink that calls for vodka, but it's a very clean or soft vodka. So try it not too cold, maybe just on the rocks, or drink it neat like I most likely will. So in summary, what do I think of Broken Shed Vodka? I've got to say this is maybe the softest, cleanest vodka that I've tried. I know that Crystal Head Vodka is really highly refined. I need to try the two of them side by side. Broken Shed is a bit cheaper, actually, than Crystal Head Vodka. Both are imported here to me in the U.S. Crystal Head is from Canada. Broken Shed comes quite a bit further away from New Zealand. There's a certain cachet to an import. I think Broken Shed would be a really, it's marginally priced, I would say, you know, or moderately priced is maybe a better way to state that. $25 for a fifth, absolutely you can get lower priced vodkas, but absolutely you can get higher priced vodkas as well. I think the fact that this is such a simplistic product in the way that it's made makes it more challenging to make a good product that way. And the way distillate and the special water, I think that the water really carries a lot of the flavor. And it's important that they have New Zealand water and New Zealand whey. So I will say, if you have the opportunity to sample Broken Shed, put it up against your favorite vodka. I think you will be surprised. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor in the Core Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Tell your friends. 
Show notes are on liquorinthecoreconnoisseur.com. You can find the show on your favorite podcast platform. I'm also active on social media. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. I also do want to thank Mark Simmons for taking the time to speak with me all the way from New Zealand via Zoom and to the brand for providing me a bottle for the tasting. And my apologies if I mispronounced Wanaka or Wanaka. I I debated how to pronounce this or any other names that I may pronounce. That's kind of a a blanket uh, disclaimer I should have at the beginning of every show. I may not pronounce names in particular correctly, but Uh, Anyway, I love hearing from my listeners. If there's a spirit you'd like me to feature in an upcoming episode, please do reach out. And as always, thank you for listening.